Hello and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. This uh, Champions League edition, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we have uh, delighted to be joined by Mikey Dahl. How are you doing? Uh, very good evening, yeah. I'm well, thanks. And uh, again, Dan Devaney, back from training. Hola. And, uh, he's here. Uh, so, over to you guys. I had my wee rant this morning. But... Uh, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I, I think it just emotionally it just takes it out me these games. I mean, I'm absolutely gazonked. So, uh, first of all, Mikey, you were there with Stephen and Holy Goalie. Did you? Did you? What What was it like for you in London and a boozer? Did you get to go bananas, or were you told to be quiet, or what, what happened? No, no. The the place we go is pretty good actually. Um, it was very kind of Celtic focused, and they had it on the big screens and all the. Yeah, so it was everyone was just watching the football. Quite a lot of Celtic fans in there. So give it a plug. Give it a plug. Philomena's, uh Don't even know what street it's on. I was uh, expecting that Irish fiddler or something there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Paul McCulgan did want to go to the, one of the Celtic supporters clubs, but it's a bit of a, it's a bit more out the way. So we ended up in Philomena's, which is near Seven Dials in Covent Garden. If anyone knows that kind of area, don't know what street it's on. But it's a good boozer. Um, so, so yeah, what was it like? It was good. No, the atmosphere was was pretty good in the pub. I think there was a lot of maybe disbelief in the first half as to just how good Celtic were playing, and just that um, an expectation that we're actually out, we're actually going to score here because we're sort of going toe to toe with Real Madrid and and giving a good account of ourselves. So. There was maybe a wee bit of a stunned silence, stroke expectation um, around the pub. So, no, I was listening. It was good. It was just good to be back in the Champions League. It was funny that Chelsea had get beaten before, um, and yeah, all in all, you know, good night. The result aside, obviously, you, you felt a wee bit deflated by the end, but um, but it was, it was good night. Dan, did you watch it yourself, or did you? I did, I, I was training first and then so I watched it in the house with my son just uh, two days and um, I, to be honest I was on the edge of the couch the, the full first half up, down, up, down, like could he sit still um, as Mikey says and I think as everybody said this morning we were absolutely brilliant we came out the blocks bursting um, that chance in the first minute um, big Giacomacchus could have took it but then Abada took it, you could see he just never took it right the one Abada was right through Kalmak obviously hitting the post. I know majority of their chances as well with Vinicius Jr. and um, Hazard. That one hit off the bottom of his boot. But we were just on them. Do you know what I mean? You could see his tiring a wee bit um, about the 30th minute onwards. And then the second half, we came out the box again. Another great chance for Maida. So, like, and everybody said that. I don't need to say it again. But it's at this level, you take those chances. Like, if we get a half time 1 0 up, second half's a different story. Um, Ancelotti said it himself. He had to get his team in at half time and say to them, "Look, you need to go into this team here. Like they're pressuring us, um, they're pushing us all the time. So we need to start passing the ball better and quicker." And that's what they did in the second half. Their, their, their class shone through. You know what I mean? But I don't think MD Celtic Park can. Nobody will obviously um, criticise that performance. We're absolutely brilliant, and um, just that couple. Of, Small minor mistakes. It's not a mistake. It's Juranovic. You know, I mean, he steps back in, uh, back towards the halfway line instead of going with the ball. And that's that half inch just beats him when the ball comes across the box to Vinicius Junior. 
And then the second goal, like Carter Vickers goes in for a, a ball he shouldn't really be challenging for in the halfway line. Uh, gets mixed up, they come away, and then the defence is at um, sixes and sevens, and the ball falls to, obviously, uh, Modric, who puts in with it, side he's right. But I listen, really good game. Uh, when they scored the segment, I knew it, right, that's it, fair enough. I think it could be three, four, or five here, but um, it wasn't, thankfully, it was only three. <laughs> um, but brilliant, absolutely brilliant, right? See, for the... We'll talk about football... In a minute, but see for just entertainment value alone. It's the first a, half. It's a phenomenal arena. Yeah, and everybody what this one, all the Irish fans, obviously, are Celtic fans, you know, the random EPL fans. Everybody was commenting about how good we were the first half. Obviously, they don't watch us week in week out, but they were so surprised with how we played and how we pushed them and how good we were. But as I say, the the first 45 I was on the edge of the couch a full game it was it was non-stop any time the ball went out it was back in straight away does it was it constant like, does it get top yeah. billing on Irish TV do you, have, do you have BT Sport or do you have like do you have your own thing uh, we have like a, a equivalent of the BBC which is obviously RT so uh-huh. it was on RT it was on RT too which is one of the main stations right um, Kevin Doyle. and Virgin Media uh, Kevin Doyle I was on Virgin Media as well which is like your STV Right. Um, so it was on those two channels they always compete with each other and then I obviously was on BT Sport etc I just think that I'm watching well, we just finished watching Napoli's first half against Liverpool I came back in after Josh's football and like Napoli the ground is going absolutely bananas and I, I think in my head I think football especially the EPL miss these types of teams like Celtic I mean, look at it. Look, I mean, you can see Benzema when he walks out. Benzema is smiling. I mean, look at Modric's scores. He's delighted because he's playing in an absolute arena. He's not playing in like a tourist spot and people coming to watch him for the first time. He's playing in an absolute a football cauldron. And you can did see, you see Tony Cruz's interview after the game? Tony Cruz, man, the smile on his face. He's just like that. Is one of the best atmospheres I've ever played in. This guy's played everywhere. You know what I mean? Everywhere, and he's just like that was unbelievable. I really, really enjoyed that. And I, I think, I think, as in, just talk about entertainment value, I think football's missing that world. When you watch Napoli tonight, I mean Napoli. Joshua was asking, like the camera's moving. I think the stadium's moving because the camera's moving. I mean they're smashing at the moment. We are talking they're three nothing up against Liverpool, and they're smashing them. Van Dijk's all over the place. He's Bambi on ice. And these places are hard to come to, and I think that's. I, I don't like all the Celtic. I, I, I like the Celtic stuff, but I don't like because I don't like the fact we get beat. But the fact of the matter is, I think football. When you look at the English league and the way they and you watch Celtic, I don't understand why Sky Sports isn't coming and saying, "Look, we can do without a Leicester or whatever." You know what I mean? It's one of these teams. Let's get Celtic in here because it, that's. That's show business. That's top billing, you know, just just for an atmosphere. I just thought. I just think we are missing something, and the more we get to do it in the Champions League, the better for me. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, people always. We obviously make some waves in Europe last night, and you know, already. I, I don't want to say it, but 
you know, that guy leaves Brighton and people start kind of linking Postacoglu's name with it and stuff like that. And I don't know, like, I, I will just never be convinced otherwise that Champions League is where top managers want to coach, it's where top players want to play, and you want to play at the best arenas in Europe. That is where everyone's ambition should be geared towards playing in the Champions League. So, yeah, I mean... I am agreeing with you, but I also think, you know, I, I just, yeah, I, if we can play in the Scottish League and get into the and we become an established Champions League team, that that shouldn't a shouldn't be beyond, or you know, it shouldn't be beyond our means at all, and it should satisfy the fans, players, and managers more than. Leicester playing at Leicester would so I don't really want to go into the Premiership to be honest with you if we can get if we can be the best in the current parameters we can still enter the the best club competition in the world so I'm happy with that the problem is I'm not saying that sorry sorry I suppose it's slightly misunderstood there I don't want Celtic to leave Scotland but what I'm saying is about the actual product of Celtic Park. I mean, that's yeah. not replica in England. I mean, it's just very banal football. You understand, like, a lot of the games are good, but that Wednesday night football, that the Wednesday night, the, 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 the Rangers game, all those in February, I mean, that's box office football. That's what people want to watch, that type of crowd going nuts. They, 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 I mean, the walk-on, the, the effects... It's just, it's a brilliant product. I don't want Celtic to leave Scotland. But what I'm thinking is, why isn't people coming saying, like, we'll get, Scotland, we'll get Celtic in the Champions League? Because Celtic, I mean, Luka Modric didn't want to be anywhere else in the world last night. He wanted to be playing football at Parkhead. He looked like he was having the time of his life. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a lot in England down to, the crime if I'm wrong here, but it's a lot in England down to the fact that the normal fans been outpriced. Of going to the stadium, you know what I mean. It's now it's it's a, a tourist attraction if you like going to the football in England. It's crazy prices to go and watch a match. So your normal fan isn't going along. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but yeah, that as an element. I was speaking to two two Tottenham fans in work the other day, and they were like, "Oh, speaking of yeah, I went to the new Tottenham stadium for the first time, you know, ever. Oh, it's the best stadium." Guy said to me, "Oh, it's the best stadium ever, Michael." Uh, it's got its own, you'll have a live band, it's got its own microbrewery. I was like, that's exactly what I'm looking for in a football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, just a totally different game down there. I'd, and, I, and I agree with you, Paul, you know, like the Napoli's, that, the, the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium, Celtic Park. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are, these are arenas and theatres that are just, just what football's all about. A microbrewery at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's, that's a different game. Salah, but... Salah tonight, Mikey. Salah has missed. Salah and a few of the Liverpool players have missed control of the ball on several occasions because the Napoli fans are going bananas. They don't care yeah. that Salah thinks he's a bees and ease. They're just absolutely smashing. And Napoli probably like... got the first goal early, though, when, you know, just. The fine margins. If we get that early goal last night, that you know, the crowd would have run, put it up another level again. You know, yeah. definitely another level. 
it would have been oh, it would have been incredible if McGregor's gold went in. Uh, short, sorry. Well, talk to me about Abada, Abada's chance then. Is it again? I'm looking at the things. Is it not the fact that football players are too much coached? Like, see if he just toes that, hits that quickly, he just scores. I think he was just shell shocked with the the whole the whole game. You know, what I mean, you could see it in him a wee bit. He, he's just a bit awestruck, if you like, if if that's the right word. I can't remember him having too many goals and shots from outside the box. Though he, the the go, all, most of the goals that he scored for us have been that you know in the box, the box basically. Yeah. So I think it was it wasn't maybe just a the occasion. Like it might have just been he's just not used to you know that sort of one on one. I can't remember him scoring that many types of goals. So so yeah, I mean it was it was it was the wrong. Yeah, he just has to blast it. I think if he takes a touch, that the defender's probably getting over. So yeah. I think he, the only option he has is to blast it, and he kind of does neither, doesn't he? And he side foots it towards him as a catch. You know, obviously yeah. the weekend they are in the in, but like with a better goalkeeper, he's not getting away with that. Sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Like you can. Do wonder... you know? What I think that's the difference though between the Champions League. I think I think against Rangers, or sorry, or even against Real Madrid, that it's the difference about being against Real Madrid. I even think against Rangers, he probably can take a touch and still get a shot away and maybe a goal. Uh, yeah, when it's course, Real Madrid, you don't have, you know, he didn't have the time to take that touch. So, you know, and that is those tiny fine margins. You know, if we'd been playing Shakhtar. Same scenario. He probably would have got away with taking a touch and getting the shot away. It's just when it's Real Madrid, you've got one chance. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and in a way, that's why as great an atmosphere as that was, that we that is, you know, that is literally the toughest test in football that we had last night in the Champions League. <laughs> Madrid were ridiculous in the first half, ridiculous in a good way. The amount of t- we were closing them down so quickly. But the way they get out of tight corners so quickly, one touch football was just like it was, it was actually. I was enjoying watching it with my son. Every five minutes, I'm like, well, look at this, look at this, look at this is unbelievable. They're just so good, man. It was it was great to watch it. But then as you know, I was I was up against it, then winning it back sometimes and pushing them. It was brilliant. As I say, that's what you want to be. That's what you want to be playing against. Even though we got beat three 0 I just I just really enjoyed it, especially the first half. And again, so I'm going to hark back to Bertie bashing him over the head because I slagged and slag off Jota's goal. But Bertie, Bertie was talking about saying, "Oh, Jota's great goal," but Jota ain't scoring that goal against Real Madrid because he's six touches to score. And Mikey, that's what you're talking about to play against Real Madrid. It's one touch, two touch, and you watch Madrid do it to us all the time, which is quick and you can train your team to be that quick if you want to but it's literally you don't have time to think you've just got to execute wherever you are on the pitch and I thought Greg Taylor was amazing at it last night I thought Taylor really stepped up another level last night he's passing where he was supposed to be he didn't get caught out that many times I don't think I thought he was exemplary yeah he was really good yeah. I think he's a great player uh... Yeah, I said before his problem was who he replaced. It wasn't about him on his own. You know, he's being being compared to almost like a freak in Kieran Tierney in terms of what we, you know, the players that we produce. So yeah, I agree. He's, he's improving game by game. But like, it's, but, but the thing is, but like, it, like, see if Celtic was Danny McGrain in the eighties against Platini or something like that, 
and he's stuck in the same performance as Taylor Lee, your dad would be like, oh, McGrain that day ran the show. But for some reason, there's this block with Taylor. Like, Taylor played out his skin last night. Like, he really did. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about all Celtic players played really well. I'm not saying they're not, but Taylor, I mean, up against those types of players in the wing, it's tough. I mean, they're the best of the best. McGregor is That's well. Car- I that I mean Carvajal, who he was up with, who he was up against, I think um, Taylor, and basically Jota, you know, isn't really helping him out that much on that side either. We basically had two of them, one of whom is Danny Carvajal, who's just like ridiculously good player, you know. <laughs> um, never really watched him that closely before. What a player he was! His touch, just his movement, everything about him. Yeah, a crazily good player. So yeah, it, that even that again, kind of works in his favour as well or just is a testament to how good a game he had because yeah he was really up against it talking talk about touch Danny I mean I had a, my rant this morning with my lonely podcast by myself was like Gio Glacomarcus's touch in the first half and the ball came out and he pulled it out this, he, he caught it between both of you. I thought he's just brilliant like absolutely phenomenal football player I know Kyogo's the man and all that stuff, but I think we've got to, I think we've got to rethink it sometimes because, geez, oh, he put on an absolute shift. Oh, he did. He put on a brilliant shift. He's, he he's, he's a pest. He wouldn't leave them alone. Do you know what I mean? He would not leave them alone, man. He was at them constantly, chasing absolutely everything. Um, I, he's, he's got a touch. He's not the best footballer in the world, but he's he's brilliant at what he does. you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, he's, he's, he's not the best he's, football player in the world, but in the middle of the... In the middle of the thirty odd minutes played, and it in it in it what sixteen fifteen yards out, he's able to hold the ball up against two of the best defenders in the world and put it back yep. to McGregor to get his shot. Yeah, oh no, I'm not knocking the guy. If he got yep. a call, he could have turned on it himself. Know what I mean, yeah, he could have gave it into Granovic as well, which he was on the other side. But no, he done nothing wrong. I'm not saying that. Um, it was just it was the absolute perfect rollback for McGregor as well. It was just yeah. in his stride. Yeah, could could have went. I mean, it was just <sighs> just so close. I, I actually couldn't believe it. Like Darren, it didn't I, go, I didn't sit. I didn't sit on my couch. I stood there the whole game, just like Joshua. Look at this, Lydia. Look at this. But when the ball flicked. The ball was kind of flicking at me while I was standing watching the screen. I was like, what happened there? Did we break it? I actually thought we broke the post or something. And why did it not go in? Like, what's going on? Like, what? what? I mean, you've got to blame the groundsman for that. Was that a clear <laughs> post or something? What happened there? The extra they paint they put on the day before. Yeah, exactly. There? Just a little chip of paint or something. <laughs> and it's just, it's hit that. Told them they use that Jolux. But it's got, to, it's got to hit the post and hit the other post and go in. Should that's what happened. What happened there? Like, it was a freak. Nah, that's fine. He wants him to. Weekly day. Weekly day. Take off. That's what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, as in Jackie Marcus, he was an absolute pest. He was brilliant. He was at them constantly. And that is, as I said before, it's not an easy shift when you're up against the likes of the Real Madrid back four and the keeper. Like, who, their passing and their composure on the ball is second to none. And again, let's go back to Glacomachus as well. Again, September time, we could sit down for the next 10 minutes and go through old podcasts of so-called experts, all telling us that Gio won't play for Celtic and he's not good enough. Mm. 
a year later, he is absolutely bursting it up and down that pitch. I mean, the fitness levels. At one stage, he headed the ball. He defended it. He, he headed the ball in a defensive situation. And I just turned around to Lydia and said, Lydia, that guy is an absolute beast. He he knows. He gets it. He gets it, you know? And look, it's great to see. I think I was at Poster Coggles got in the right state of mind. Like that's, that's the biggest game of their lives last night. You know, when they're playing Real Madrid, it's a game everybody's wanted, the game every Celtic fan's wanted, never mind a player. Um, now, some players can get lost on that occasion, but I think every one of them, bad in that, fair enough. But they all stepped up and they gave 110%. You couldn't have asked for any more from any of the players at all. No, they were all well up for it. No, what I loved about it, Mikey. I love the fact that Benzema had to go running for the ball. Did you notice that? That's why he got injured. He started. He wasn't getting anywhere, so he started dropping it in the midfield, trying to give him the ball, give him the ball. Like he started to drive his team. And yeah. I thought Celtic have rattled this Real Madrid team now because Benzema's coming deep. He's not here for a holiday. He's like, right, come on, lads. You know what I mean? I love that the way to up Madrid's levels playing against them because. It could have went badly long, badly wrong for Real Madrid. If we the centre the center half that got the hook at half time, I mean, there's a few times where Jack Amaskis has made him just put it out into Rose Ed, <laughs> which I bet doesn't happen too many times in the league. A few times, I think it was about seven times. <laughs> Did he just put the ball out? I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? I was going nice. to he was went in the big man, putting him, him into Rose Ed instead of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> You're also, I mean, look at that substitution, but, but Mike, you know, I mean, it's like half time. You're like, who's coming on for him? You're like, oh no, here we go. Like, I know. It's ridiculous. And then Benzema walks off, and I actually couldn't believe Hazard walked on. I was like, oh, come on. And you knew then that that story of him not t- turning up fat from training and not caring about life. But you knew then, the minute he walked on, he had a big cheeky smile on his face, and I'm like, He's like, I'm having it tonight. And he did, didn't he, eventually? Yeah. He missed a Saturn in the first half as well, remember? I think it was his second touch, but wasn't it? Doesn't matter. If you like with a player, you should be burying your first touch. (laughs) So, first half then, right? what's your your, your favourite sort of memory of it, Dan? What what was the thing that stood out to you, like the kind of quirkiness of it? Um, The home support singing Viva La Quinta Brigada. (laughs) It's a highlight of the full game. <laughs> I, loved, I loved when Hatati took the ball off Modric. At one stage, I was like... Hatati's cross-field pass for the throw-in was rid- ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Straight to Jota. Straight to Jota. Then Jota's pass to another ball. That was just amazing. Uh, I was absolutely amazing. superb, that pass. <laughs> it was just like, what is he doing? Like, oh, Abada, Abada must, he must dream about that at night time. I dream about no, it. as I say, the first half was so good. Just 100 mile an hour and a half time. Quite, half time, I was kind of deflated. I was like, oh, brilliant first half, but you know what's coming the second half. When bollocks, you can see how bollocks tired we were at half time, walking off the pitch. And then you're going, the second half's coming. We'll get to a point where we'll be. We just kind of keep it something they'll wear us down. And listen, sure enough, that's what happened, but there's no shame in it. Well, Mikey, what were you in the first half? What was your sort of, kind of quirky moment that you loved? There's a little moment where I think O'Reilly, um, Jack and Marcus, they basically played this really fast passing triangle. I yeah. can't, I've never really watched the game, I don't know. And like me, Stevie and Paul just looked at each other like that. 
Jeez. Like, we, like this is supposed to be Real Madrid that do that. You know what I mean? And we were just like going ding, ding. Like, what's going on? This is not Celtic. So I think that was the... And McCulgan did turn and go, this, this is just peak Celtic, basically. This is this is what we want to all see Celtic do. So I think that was the highlight of the first half. Sure. I, thought, I thought O'Reilly in the first half, again, so you're talking about the first half, O'Reilly just couldn't get his passing, just totally crisp where he wanted. He was a bit rushed. But he, yeah. but he was doing so much more off the ball that I was like, oh, he'll get there. Because it's just like the, the enormity of the occasions. It's like, you've got to give him a pass for that. But that boy is... I mean, you think about it. He's coming from, I don't know what, some sort of team down in England. Maritz is... He's coming from like a Belgian or French second tier team. And some of these guys are playing Real Madrid and playing really, really well. Like, they're not just turning up on the pitch and allowed to be on the pitch with them. They are playing at a standard. I mean, I, like he, he, he must be his mind must be blown. Like Riley's mind must be blown. Like what a year he's had. Yeah, I don't crazy. think he's played for us for a year. I think he's only been here for a bit. You see the smile on his face at the start as well, and the Champions League anthem was going on. It, it goes, goes down the teams. The smile on his face, especially a big cheesy grin on his face. You could just tell he was like, "Wow, this is brilliant." She's just smiling my face as well. Dan, I'm nah. standing there crying. <laughs> Jesus. So, you get the first half, it's all goody goody stuff, Celtic. But that that realisation, Dan, that I got as well, and I sat when I sat down on the couch for 15 minutes and just lay there knackered, I knew then what was coming. So, interesting fact, I think nine goals were scored in the Champions League between 52 minutes and 57 minutes. Last night, that's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that goals are scored run about that period of time. Because it's that that period of time where the second half gets underway, you get maybe ten minutes, and then suddenly there's, there's a drop, there's a drop off. And I think Celtic need to learn from this. And I've got more views on it. Uh, well, okay, I'll give you my view. First of all, Carter Vickers shouldn't play in the weekend. Rangers have given up the league. They're a bad team. Celtic can afford to give these players ultimate rest to maximise their performance in the Champions League because we can get second tier. But when Carter Vickers lunges, that is to do with mental tiredness. His, his concentration in the first half is amazing. But we've got enough examples now, Mike. He should not be playing at the weekend. Just forget about Scottish football. We have won the league. This Celtic team is incredible. But we are not giving our... If you look at the goals we let in, it's because we're tired. And that's the hindrance of Rangers. Rangers hinder Celtic for being the best we can be because we had to play them at the weekend and let them kid on on the same level as them. Let them think they're part of something bigger and they're a big team. But realistically, Rangers are absolutely rubbish. And we need to start to rest these players, especially our defenders, to allow us to at least get over that hump, that get give us a wee bit more concentration, a wee bit more uh, better decision-making. Because if you look at the one where Riley's left by himself, these guys are all on their feet. They're not even talking to each other. They're ball-watching. They're just too tired. There is no reason why Carter Vickers needs to play. I think it's Livingston at the weekend. No reason at all. You can fight back, but on you go. 
I agree. I think that's what the squad's there for. Um, I'm expecting seven or eight changes against Livingston, the way that he did against Ross County last midweek. Um, I think that's the whole idea of the squad. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know the individuals, but de- definitely I think that's what he's that's why he's been continuing to build that squad. And I think that against Livingston, there won't be a Juranovic, there won't be, well, put it this way, there'll be a Ralston, there'll, I think there'll be a Stephen Welsh, um, you know, I think there'll be an Aaron Moy, um, I think we'll see that Haxabanovic guy start. Um, well, I'll go on yeah. to the substitutions in a minute, Mike, because I think. Sorry, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I think there'll be. Maybe not as many as seven, but you know, I think I think there'll be definitely players being rested for sure. Diamond, do you think? Yeah, he will. He will make some changes. Like McGregor will play because McGregor always plays. A bit. He shouldn't <laughs> play, but he shouldn't play. But he does. Well, I would say that McGregor was the one person that didn't look like he. T- I don't know what you know. He is a supreme athlete. He's the one player I think that doesn't tire in that team. Hatati tires. Even Taylor has some dips. I had you. Didn't see it with McGregor last night, but anyway, so, sorry. McGregor will play because McGregor always asked to play, and he said this before. McGregor's asked, like McGregor's been told, like, "Oh no, we'll rest you for this." And he's like, "No, I don't mind rested. Club captain, I'm fit. I want want to play." And he plays. We've got some. We've got some guy getting like ten grand a week. Stick him on and play. Stick McCarthy on and tell him. Get yourself together and play a game of football for us, what I mean? Listen, the club captain wants to play. He's the one that drives on the team. He's the one that's responsible for the team. If he wants to play, he's playing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but the fact that's that, the bottom that line. we've got a European game on the Wednesday, we can come second in the Champions League. Like, this team is capable of doing it, but not if you're dead on your feet. But, right, no, but I, I think he'll play. You asked me what I thought. No, no, I'd I, think say he will, I, think, no, I think he will play. But I don't, I'm not saying that... But Posse Hockley was very... Angry, or it's not angry, but he was kind of downbeat slightly about the the game, and he's saying about his players. But I think he needs to give his players the best chance to perform in the Champions League, and if that means he doesn't play in the weekend, McGregor will play better on the Wednesday night or the Tuesday. Yeah, night. but you, but you have, you have you have to play a group of players. You can't you can't change the full team and expect us to win every game in the league either. Or not every game, but the games up before and after the Champions League. You know what I mean? You have to be careful. That you don't drop a little bit of level and they have to bring these lads on at 60 minutes to try and win a game do you, you know what I mean think, though, Paul that it, it's definitely the case for for some players but not all like maybe McGregor just one of those guys that just as Dan says he wants to play anyway I don't think it's any I, he is such a consistent performer he's probably the one player that okay. I'm like right. I would keep him playing some I agree with you guys like Carter Vickers that you know, there's a bit of mental fatigue coming in there. I think Taylor as well. You know, it's a whole idea of the squad. But McGregor and Hart, the the leaders, and maybe Taylor as well. They're they're probably the two stroke three that are going to play the lion's share of the games because they're they're his leaders. Do you know what I mean? No, um, okay. So there's there's more than a physical side to that. There's a just we need the presence. I know there's a lot of data and all that involved in football, but you know. I think they're his lieutenants on the park, basically. Yeah. I, I think it'd be great if if, if McGregor does like if we if we if we can rest McGregor a hundred percent, we do. But McGregor, as as far as I know, he's he's always been. He wants to play. He will play. Okay. So if we're playing Livingston at the weekend and we're up say two and a half, three and a half time, then you sub him. 
you know what I mean? 45 minutes, well done, Gaff. Save yourself for, what is it, Tuesday, Wednesday, the following week? But he's a think Okay, so let's, let's part McGregor. Let's talk about Jota. Jota should not play against... He should just be kept and make sure that he's... Because he tired as well. And the fact of the matter is that we didn't sub... We should have subbed him earlier. We should have subbed Atati after 50 minutes. We didn't. Like, Postecoglou made mistakes. I know I know, I know. we're not allowed to say that. We're like, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a toss. Postecoglou, Atati was knackered. He was dead on his feet. He should have been removed from the... Jota wasn't producing enough. And that's left back, this left winger we've bought is, is brilliant. He came on at 80 minutes. The game's finished then. But he came on and changed the game. Did he not? Or did, did I miss something? Like this player is a brilliant player that we've bought. But he needs to be on the pitch quicker. If He can't play a relentless style against Real Madrid and win the game. It's just impossible to do without taking your chances. And Celtic had run out of steam at 60 minutes and they should have made wholesale changes. But we delayed it until 17 to 80 minutes and the game's finished. I just thought that was just, just silliness. Again, when you go. No, oh, I, I, I see. I see your point there. Um, I, I think that the two positions that didn't, or the two players, the, the two positions in that Ange formation that didn't really work against Real Madrid were the winger. You know, the the wingers. They they both looked very subdued compared to how they play in the in the Scottish Premiership. Um, I, putting that down to the quality of defenders that they were up against, to be honest. I think that was, you know, it's really the, the only two bits of that formation that are really exposed, like kind of almost one-on-one. I, I feel like at times, and you know, we know Abad is not that kind of play. I just, I, I just feel like those were the two positions that we that we really struggled in. Um, yeah, I don't think you or Abad had, had good games at all. Um, what time do you think? I they, they, they didn't. You're right. A bad injury, did they? Perform it with the way. Why did they come off in half time? Why, why probably because probably because he's he wasn't performing to the level he should have. You know what I mean? And as I say, I think he was kind of awestruck a wee bit. Um, the chances he had, he never really took, and maybe that's that's obviously what Postecoglou was saying. He had to change it up, which is fair enough. You know what I mean? Maybe he was injured. I don't know, but um, it wasn't a huge surprise when he was subbed. I can see the logic for subbing him because bringing Maida on who's just yeah. a test you know just to, to give them a different to ask Real Madrid a different question <laughs> and he nearly scored within the first five minutes yeah though someone described that as a guilt edge chance and I, I'm not having that ah it's very no, hard to finish it's a it's a half chance at most it could go anywhere but I'm yeah it's it's fizzed at him so quickly. I don't know how anyone can say that that's a a good chance. Nah, he's yeah. trying to, try to rearrange his feet. Didn't do it quick enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. As well as. I, I don't think he made mistakes. Of course, Postecoglou, and you're saying he made mistakes, Paul. Like, well, he's learning as well. Yeah, you're playing fucking Real Madrid in the Champions League here, you know what I mean? He's not going to get it perfect. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is that, the fact of the matter is that he needs to learn as well. Like, he's not like a god. Ah, so it's his first. It's his first game in the Champions League. So what I'm learning, like, you know what I mean? I know, but okay, but I he's get... also not paying a coach to come in and go, oh, yeah, I got X, Y, and Z wrong. I mean, no, 
give him that credit. He know he's he knows football. He's gonna he's gonna have a look at that and you know have a think about it. That that that's my view. He's certainly proved so far this season, Ross County away, that he's more than prepared to to rotate that squad, for example, and knows it's a squad game. So I'm pretty confident that he'll be he'll be thinking along those lines. So the, 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 the next couple of Champions League games will be perfect to see. You know what I mean? Away at Shakhtar and then is it, is it home to Leipzig or away to Leipzig? I'm not sure. But anyway, the next two Champions League games will be massive to see what we can do. You know what I mean? And see how we compare against teams more towards our level. Obviously, Real Madrid are on a different level. So. No, I'm not. I, I'm trying to. See, it's very difficult sometimes because you say. It's like, it's like tabloids. You say something and you're trying to. But what I'm trying to say is that Postecoglou. It's 60 minutes, that team's dead on its feet. And you've got four or five subs to do. That's when you make the subs. Not 70 minutes. Like, all the goals are scored in the Champions League at 52 to 50 or 60 minutes. The reason is because teams are knackered by then. And the amount of running that Celtic did for that 60 or 50 minutes, we need to be able to... If we've got a player for every position, we need to be using using those players more effectively than he did last night. I mean, why, why is Turnbull not playing? Is O'Reilly so much better than Turnbull? That Turnbull couldn't have taken that, that strip earlier in the, 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 the second half? I don't think... I mean, we keep saying there's no change. We, we keep saying that there was a, we, we keep saying we've got this two players for every position. There's no drop-off between the players. Well, therefore... It would make sense to get Turnbull on that pitch quicker than he did, no? Yeah, I I agree, but in the first game in the Champions League, it's just uh, as but it's, like, that, but it's his first it's his first time doing it. It's not his first you know, European game, but is it? I don't know. No, I don't no. know. I think but, no, no. But is he what, just what watching I mean, the is game? That... Is he is he just sitting? Like, this is great watching Luka Modric rip it up. Like Atati was done. Atati was done after fifty minutes. He's done after fifty-five minutes in most games. Yeah. Like it's not a new so, thing. So did and I mean Ange made a lot of substitutions against Rangers in the sixty-minute mark. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe so probably the sixty-minute mark. We waited ten minutes against like a far better team to do it. Yeah, I just, and I think you, I just and that's what I mean though about him learning as well. Like that, I, I can absolutely. Think you're making a valid point there, Paul. But you know he's not flawless, like you say. He's not a he's not a god. He's learning. He's learning harsh lessons uh, managing at the Champions League. You know, and and that, there's two arguments for that as well. Like he makes the three substitutions against the Hunts from cruising. You know what I mean? So there's no there's no no bad on. There's there's no risk involved there. When you're playing against Real Madrid and your team are holding up, right, fair enough, they're getting tired. But there's a risk if you get and change that and everybody comes on the pitch and they're about ensuring where you're meant to be, bang, 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 Real Madrid have scored. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's there's two sides to the coin there, I think. But the, but the side of the coin is that he keeps talking about relentlessness, keeps talking about it. Oh, my team's relentless. We'll get bloody T-shirts about it. But the fact of the matter is, Dan, against Real Madrid, you can't be relentless. Is that not you the fact? We, we, you can't change other players either. You can't have Fatati running about like a headless chicken for 10 minutes when he should be off the pitch. Like, relentlessness doesn't work. Celtic should slow the game down a bit. We were a bit crazy 
and we need to start to work out. Possibly got to ask to work out. You can't ask these players to go seventy minutes running about nuts. He needs to sub them. Is that, not the, is that not the learning from Posse Cockles? No, it is. No, but he's no, not going to listen to that. He's not going to listen to that. He's, he's said a million and one times in interviews, that's the way to play. Good luck, see you later. If you try and ask me to change it, you can go. But, okay, but did you not think the Australian came on and changed it slightly? Did you not think he came on and started slowing the game down? And started being a bit more better That's just because he's slow. I don't think it was bare passing, no. I just think he's slow. I thought a lot of the, the Celtic passing... Oh, just score when he came on, no more. We were knocking the ball. We didn't. We didn't pass that well. The second half. Was it three 0 when he came on? I think. But he, but he did play better than the. He was. He was a bit more measured than what he did. I'm not asking us to. I mean, I, I know relentlessness is a big thing and all that apparently, but you know, just slow down a bit and just because we've obviously I've got a good passing team. You can just take a, an edge off a wee bit, no. That's Again, if you listen to Postacoglu, that no, that you say that a million times in interviews. That's they will only slow down. They'll keep going. They said I, it last week. I also think it's not the right. It's not the right game to make that conclusion on because it is the toughest. Like it's the absolute pinnacle of you know club football. The, the European champions. It, you know, measuring as I know that that's where we want to be measured against. Right, mm-hmm. totally accept that. But really, we're in pot four. I want to see what we do against pot three and pot two teams before I start worrying about what we got slightly wrong against the pot one teams. Because yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day. Do you know what I mean? Well, like you're, it's you're right. I'm just I'm just looking at from the one game, an individual game against a team that we play toe to toe with in the first half. I don't care really if it's Real Madrid or or Rangers, or Hearts, whatever, we played really, really well in the first half. All I'm saying is, Dan, that sometimes in sports, in 90 minutes, you've got to just take your foot off the gas a bit, relax, then put yourself back in a position. I was just like, okay, let's just relax a bit. Let's not chase down. Not, let's not let Loranovic by himself in the middle of the pitch. Like, no. I mean, how many goals has Celtic lost in Europe with a right-back standing by himself? I've got thousands of examples of them. All down the years, Lennon, Ronnie Dyla, even the great Brendan Rodgers, all these, because we're stretching the game so much, it's like just taking the, taking the foot off it for a bit, getting ourselves back in the game and relaxing. We don't, like against Rangers and, Rangers and Real Madrid, Celtic, have only, we don't have that much possession anymore. Have you noticed that change in Celtic? And I just think, Dan, there's something just slightly off there where we need to, we've got these great midfield players Maybe just slow down a bit. I know he's not going to well, do it, but I think that might the be... Loss, the, loss, the loss of possession against Rangers was because, again, to stay over cruising, and we just gave them the ball the same way when we played them at Celtic Park last season. And we were beating them clearly at half-time. We just gave them the ball in the second half and just sat. So yeah. if you want to say about relaxing and slow down, that's a perfect example, because that's what we've done against the Huns the week before. We just gave him the ball and says, have, have 55% possession against their 45. We don't care because we're up 3-0. You know what I mean? Um, but listen, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but what I'm saying is, Postacoglu has said a thousand and one times to every reporter who asked him the same question, again, 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 look, mate, I'm not going to change my style of play. This is the way we play and that's it. So you're not going to change it. He's not going to change it. 
But okay, so I'm not saying you're I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just I, saying I, he's I not going to change that. it. But what I'm saying is to him that that could be against these proper football teams. Like we're we're playing so well against them. But what you're kind of saying then, if you're a PSG or a Man United or whatever, you're just like, okay, let's just watch what Portugal club team does. Run it. Run it for 50, 60 minutes and then we'll just score against them because they're all knackered. That's not, that's not logical, is it? That's not how you play sport. And yeah, but if you, if you take Coglu a check... Would, right, sorry, on you go. Costa Coglu would say that, you know, once we get this nailed down, then we're going to be two or three up by then. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I hope you're totally right and, that, and, and Angelotti kind of said that didn't he we had to get ourselves together I get that but but it's just it, it's just it seems very hard on the players Hitati it's just he's running himself into the ground for Celtic and I, I love all that carry on but like it's not sustainable <laughs> in the Champions League it well, ain't and that, but that does go back to your first point that you know, it's supposed to be Hitati for sixty minutes, and then someone else comes on because he's he's ran himself into the ground. Maybe even fifty minutes with Hitati, and yeah, like like Dan said, it's fine to do that against Hearts or Rangers or whatever. But you know, maybe you're thinking it's just a dip here for Hitati, and he's going to get a second wind. Yeah, obviously, you're thinking that the guy's pinging fifty yard passes off a shy. You know what I mean? You're gonna you're gonna want him to stay on the park if you can. Um, you're going to want to give him as much time to see if he's actually gassed or not. So, like I say, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but I also think it's you're you're taking the, the toughest, toughest yardstick there. Do you know he, what I mean? Or, if, if Dan's talking about Postecoglou, has not changed for. And I, I know, because like, I listened to every single every single one of his interviews, but he was not cheeky chappy last night, was he? He was not. I thought he wasn't. No, because he get beat. Yeah. Doesn't like losing. And one of the reasons why we get beat is because we ran ourselves out of the ground before the game. It's because we never took our chances. It's because we never took our chances. Okay. Well, that's why we get beat, let's be honest. They're in the game scoring goals. Yeah. But also, we did run ourselves into the ground, doesn't he? There's no question about there's that. There's two, there's two but, things that we, we talked about this last week. There's two things about uh, Champions League football scoring goals and defending goals. And every time Celtic turn up the Champions League, we lose silly goals. Again, last night, we lost silly goals. I mean, look at Modric's turning buses in the middle of our park. You know, our defenders are just gassed. We don't actually have a defender to come on in substitution. You notice that? We don't have. like the, Your defenders are out, you're out. You're playing 90 minutes. I mean, I'm all for equal opportunities, but why is the midfielders and strikers getting rested when Carter Vickers is absolutely knackered? We don't have another player in that position. If we... And I think that was a that was a, a mistake with Celtic not bringing another defender in. We don't have enough capable players to cover these guys. Joseph Ivanovic was knackered last night. I know, Dan, you don't want to hear it, but that's elite sport, isn't it? Like if if you're not if you're so tired that you can't concentrate and pass the ball properly, you're going to get beat. Take but listen, like you're saying, not. you're saying Hatati's knackered. You're saying Juranovic is knackered. McGregor's knackered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freaking Carter Vickers knackered. Taylor's knackered. Yeah. Remember, we've only got five subs. So if you sub the five of them at fifty minutes, and then somebody gets injured, you're you're even a bigger shithole than you already were. But so you need. Do you know what I mean? You need. You can't just change everybody as well. So there's listen. There's a lot of different aspects to it. So listen, we can always we can all criticise different parts of it, but. I listen, I don't, I don't end of day, it's Real Madrid. 
I know, but if, I don't think it's criticism. I think what I it think is, it is. Okay, it's, but it's game management. It's what we're supposed to do at elite level. I'm playing against Real Madrid. Real Madrid are the best team in the world. We played really well against them in the first half. So you've got to look at it and say, right, how do we, how do we get this, the maximum out of our players in the second half and keep that level up or change it? And, and, I think we're and this, this continues of like we go back from these games. Celtic, it's a great experience. It's a great team. It's a great stadium we play at. What was the score? Oh, it was five one at PSG. It's three nothing at Real Madrid. We were scudded last night, Dan. Like, forget it all. We were beat 3 nothing last night. We were scudded last night at Real Madrid. That's it. I disagree with you. Well, we were. We, we were scudded. We could beat 3 nothing. Is that not a doing? No. No. No lies. Well, because you play well after 55 minutes, then you don't play well for the last... And you could beat 3 nothing. You lose three goals in that period. Is that not... A, I wouldn't cost three. I wouldn't cost three. Rangers could be four nothing today. They get scurried off Ajax. We beat three nothing, but we're, we played really well. I mean, Rangers are shy, and we were playing the world champions. So, well, are European champions? Sorry, world champions. Then, the fact of the matter is that we, we Celtic need to get some sort of the relentlessness. I love it. I love Angie's football, but we need to try and get. I think some sort of happy medium to get us over the line because we can get second in this group. Shakhtar. And Leipzig, Leipzig are going through a massive change. We could really go places. So yeah, that's what I was saying. Well, let, let's if, see how we go in then. Yeah. What if what if what if there's twelve points? What if there's twelve points in in that group for us playing Angeball, relentless Angeball football? I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I'm not. I'm delighted. And you it. and you put and you put Real Madrid just down to it being the first game of the first game of the Champions League. Massive step up in level for everyone, but he he backs it that that squad that team is good enough to get twelve points off a uh, Shakhtar and and Leipzig. You take that right now. I, I mean, obviously you don't know how it will pan out, but I think it's too early to be pulling the trigger on that on that kind of view. Um, based on last night, because having watched the highlights of Shakhtar and Leipzig, Oof, Leipzig, and I watched I watched the full kind of half an hour highlights. Nothing to fear there in either of those teams. That that's four one, but the first one is basically a gift from the keeper. The second one was a deflection. Yeah. Three and four are when they are kind of chasing the game. Leipzig are chasing the game, and so yeah, I've, Leipzig I've, managed to get the bill at the day as well. Yeah. He did, and they're looking at differently. So Leipzig takes it. But it'll take him a while to get going. So that could not be a free hit, but it could be really interesting. No, I was really impressed with I was really impressed with Hart last night. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. As in his save and also passing the ball under that pressure, I'd have I'd have wilted, you know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't make one of those ricks that you uh, forecast. Yeah, I think didn't you say it's like you you expect like to lose one or two stupid goals every year when you're playing yeah, that I mean, yeah, I mean, look at Leipzig last night. I mean, that was just shocking at that level. I mean, shocking. Now we know why Rangers beat them. <laughs> well, Rangers, yeah, that's a different team. Get to speak about Rangers, did we? But no, no, I just, yeah, look, it's just me. I'm not, I'm not standing next to you in this fight to Madrid, but I'm changing my flight. How? We're going to. One flight in and out. Right? <laughs> I can't handle it. I'm shaking myself already. I'm freaking out already. No, I think Celtic. I think Celtic can learn from it. I think 
and Postacorco as well learn from it because oh, we're going to Madrid we'll have no points we'll beat every game because we're playing kamikaze football and you'll be going after that well you you just I, I didn't say we're getting beat I just said <laughs> I said that there's, you've got to at that level manage your players better like you know what I mean Dan like, football's the exact same as your like if I if I turn up at your company and I'm the, the new boss and I run you in the ground before 12 o'clock Dan your productivity isn't good in the afternoon it's I'm simple. in the pub by one, I'm in the pub by one o'clock then if that's yeah, okay, but that's as simple as that it's, it's, it's just nothing that's nothing to do with like Bossy Corkley the Australian genius this is the fact of the matter is that you've got to manage your resources properly and I love Posse Cork. I love Celtic playing the 45 minutes but you told me Dan at the start of this you knew heart for heart we were going to get it in the second half and we did <laughs> like we did I mean maybe scudded is the wrong word to use <laughs> I mean but we could beat 3 nothing in the second half Dan I mean so what do you do? you just Posse Cogler Cogler's but listen his philosophy is he's not going to change it Okay, I get that. So he, he, unless he does take a scud um, in one of these games in the Champions League against Shakhtar or against Leipzig, which hopefully we don't get, but... I don't think we will. Well, if he beats the two teams, especially at home, and then he gets a couple of points away and gets us through, then he, he can't really argue against it, you know what I mean? It's, Real we're not, we're not, sorry, XG last night was 1.68 and ours was 0.98, if anyone loves those stats. So that suggests to me that it was not a scud They've deserved winners, but it was not 3 0. What did you say, XG? Aye, expected goals. I'm not a big fan of it, but it is. It, it does give you some sort of barometer. But if you get a scud in, then you'd be like, you basically didn't create any chances and they created loads. And they so created what was chances. the XGs again, sorry, Mikey? It was like 0.98 and Real Madrid were 1.68. Alright. So. So it's your sensibility, Mikey, using statistics to to bend your the conversation to your world. Oh, listen, I just it's, the truth lies somewhere in between because there's no way it's a scudding. I see nothing, but it we, was the scoreline. We, we, we beat Rangers three nothing in February. We're like, oh, whatever it was, we're like, oh, we're the best team in the world. Real Madrid beat us three nothing. Hazard's no kicked a ball. Hazard's no kicked a ball for three years and turns up Celtic Park scores and looks like Pele. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't look like Pelly last night. Get, get, get. <laughs> he, he missed an own goal for five yards. It's fucking no So does that mean you finished then, Dan? Are we not going to sit in the same plane? No? We've, been finished, we've been finished for a long time, don't worry. This has been fighting. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Moving on. <laughs> just get back to the Rangers game now, eh? But yeah, look... And also, I mean, okay, I'm just gonna keep going at this. Okay, where's Bertie when I do Dan? Have Celtic, sure. have Celtic under Posse Corkle, have they or have they not played really good halves of football in a lot of their games and turned in the second half and not done nothing? Yes. Yes, okay. That's all that's, that's all of what you tell me. Yeah, well, anybody can see that. that again, go back yeah, to your point. That's how. We're, that, that's that's, not how, that's aye, not how. Every Celtic, every Celtic fan can see that. If you can, you're bloody blind because everybody knew. You're playing against players, against and they just beat you. Which happened last night. That's basically what happened last night. Dan, take away the big stars and the basically what was Celtic played really well in the first half. 
and then they get beaten the second half. Simple as that. And uh, I think back the manager. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in Thomas to You make me feel scared here. I'm going to get well, I'm going to get Dan's good. Dan's, Dan's good. Pure, pure Rick's in my letterbox. <laughs> no, I mean, get Tom Tuchel in. Oh, I just want to say, oh, I don't know. It's just brilliant last night. I just, I just, I don't like feeling like, I don't know. What? You just, you slated a team? I don't slate a team. You're like, you're like, like you're like Pierce Morgan here, you know what I mean? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's taking the piss. Too like, far. Too far. <laughs> Yeah, look, Celtic played great last night. I just think that Postecoglou did make mistakes. That's all. I'm allowed to say that, no? Yeah, of course, yeah. And I think 100%. Celtic should re- realistically get our players rested, give them a real rest. If we're going to play this relentless stuff, give them a real rest at the weekend to give us a really good opportunity to go through in the Champions League, which I think we are more than capable of getting second now in this group. I think we're yeah. more than capable, Dan, of going to Bernabeu and beating Real Madrid. No, no, he's a, and me, Mike, you're the same, I'm sure. Is, we're not questioning that. It's, as we we're just saying, like McGregor will I'd be amazed if he doesn't turn up and play because he always does. And Harold probably play. And there's always going to be the stalwarts. Yeah. Um, but surely we should have a team strong enough. But there's always that risk as well that he play a change team and they don't gel a wee bit. And then. But like. You're five, against against, you're five points against Rangers. Rangers are falling apart. Heart and hand are like, they've surrendered the league in the, the first week of September. I don't know what heart and hand is. I don't give a fuck. But Rangers, Rangers are rubbish. They're absolutely good. rubbish. Good, good. Like, I'm going to go and watch the highlights to get a good laugh. <laughs> Apparently, come on, and he like, but did you say they blessed himself, did they? Did, did they get scudded? You beat 4 nothing, I think. That's three a nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, so that was good. So that's Dan, you can not try and run me off the road when I get to what I But yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. Mikey, you disappeared. Me? No, I'm still here. I'm just uh, enjoying the show. I, I just kinda didn't realise Paul you could start a fight in an empty room. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met my mum? <laughs> Stephen, Stephen's put the phone down on me about three times this month already. You know what I mean, uh, can't blame the guy. You can give it uh, like end of the day. And also, know what I'm really unhappy about our Martin. Martin, uh, one job, Mikey Dal, to get me a program. One job. Had they sold out? He's kind of bothered. He's now. He's millenniums. Just can't be bothered. Know what I mean, you can buy them on the sell it website, Paul. Can you? Can you? Yep. I think we'll get one then. Uh, yeah, was it upwards? So we're in the start of a really exciting journey here, Paul. Keep the faith. I'm, I have kept the faith. I'm just frightened that Dan's going to come out my house tonight. That made my baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the faith. I just, I just, yeah. We will get there. But yeah, surely likes it. I just, I think Scottish football just now is just a hindrance in Celtic because it's it could be so good. And also, my last wee point then is, I don't think we're suitably covered in defence. I think we've got to be very, very careful if Starfelt continue to pick up injuries like he is. Would you agree with that, Mikey? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fancy sticking Stephen Welsh in the Champions League. I would admit that. Okay. But, but I think it's 
it's Welsh and Who? probably Jens, Jens on Saturday and, and rest car Vickers. I think it's Oh, we'll see. It's definitely it's definitely Ralston and and, and rest Juranovic. It's definitely Moy and rest. It's definitely Turnbull rest Atati. Moy and uh, yeah, Moy and rest O'Reilly probably, and then just have a completely different front three of Maida, Haksabanovic, and Kyogo. Mm, Haksabanovic is a great player, I think, in the making. Yeah, I think he's got to start on Saturday. Because I, I want to see more of him. For sure. He's a powerhouse, isn't he? Yeah. Because I think like I think Jota will make the difference against... I think he could be a match winner against Shakhtar. No, he was in previous European games. There's no yeah. reason why he can't again. Like, he scored some, what was that, Betis? He scored that great goal? Or was it Leverkusen? I can't remember. I think it was Betis. He scored that Betis, was it? Yeah. Uh, it was a peach. I thought the box. Yeah, I think that, I mean, this boy's good as well. But I think that he can play. He looks like he could play in. He could play in the middle as well, doesn't he? Yeah. I've not seen enough of him. I'll be honest. So I, I, I don't really know what to expect him or what. So I've not seen a hell of a lot. What about that guy that scored for? What about that guy that got scored for Shakhtar Donetsk twice? He's a good player, eh? Chance at Celtic. I mean, there's not even any points in. He's a Celtic flop. He literally played like. Two games. You wonder what the story is with that, don't you? He was the one, wasn't it, that the guy that I always seem to mention when I come on here, or one of our previous managers from Northern Ireland, isn't he? Isn't he the one that moaned about oh, we got about a hundred wingers or something like that when he arrived? Yeah, yeah. When he, he throwing his toys out of the pram. Is that the guy that Paul called the great Brendan Rodgers about twenty minutes ago, and I nearly choked? It was sarcasm. Daniel, sarcasm. That's okay, Paul. Your windows, your window, your windows are okay then for the night. <laughs> how small is how small is Brendan Rodgers? My mum and dad took a picture of him years ago in the Celtic in the in the airport. I actually couldn't believe how small he was, but he was on Sky or BT. He's like, he's, uh, well, he is he is eighty percent oil, isn't he? So maybe he's just kind of <laughs> melting a little bit. So the, reason, the reason why he's not leaving Leicester is because he wants a, he wants a payoff. That's the only reason why he's staying. Well, do you notice that everywhere he goes, it's just this repeating pattern. Really good first nine months. Signs a new contract straight away, covering his arse, isn't he? Yeah. So that exactly that when it all goes, we're just lucky that he left us in time because we were we were getting that the next season. Apparently, he's a he's a rogue landlord as well. He's got ninety properties and. Like he's rents them out for like uh, to all these random folk and all that. It's like dodgy as hell, apparently. Yeah, loads of in Northern Ireland. Yeah, he's that. He is. He is. I think he's a prop property magnet. Him and his wife, his ex-wife, built up like a twenty million property portfolio when his career, football career, was going down. That's, yeah, that's true. Sure, he's still around anyway. So. What about Darius as well, man? Jeez. It's all. What was that all about? I don't know. Did you see it? Dan, did you see Darius is doing deals for Rangers at the time and leaked it? Darius who? Darius, the guy uh, colourblind, apparently leaked details of a Rangers takeover and then a couple of weeks later ended up dead. And the Sunday <laughs> Times, oh, Darius. 
Daddy's Dinesh or yeah, the Sunday Times. Sorry, ah, Sunday Times and the Times. It's on the Sunday Times and Times website. That's as bizarre as that story of uh, when Arlene Foster sued the the guy from the the doctor from the TV show on Channel Four. You're like, what? What's going on? <laughs> now Darius is in a mystery takeover stroke horse in the head, get a horse's head in the bed sort of thing. <laughs> what are about? Stop the world! I want to get off. Man. <laughs> I'm going to get some. Going to get. Going to get better locks now because Dan's staring at me. Dan's now. Dan's now left his property and jumped in his car. And he's driving. Driving towards me. <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> Oh. Right, I hope you kiss and make up the four Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that, We're big boys. Nicole, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Mikey. That was brilliant. I love la- I love last night. I play even even though <laughs> even though it might not sound that way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, oh, Mikey, you should come to Madrid with us. Come on. What's the point of and all this big box in London? You just kind of just jump on a flight. You know what I mean, Gatwick. In Madrid and just come and meet. We got me Dan two nights. Or maybe I'm not gonna be. I'm not. I'm not gonna be. <laughs> just maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll meet. I'll meet you for a pint, Mikey. Ten or a ton. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> I'll sit on the other side of this. Sit on the other side of the street and just wave these. <laughs> I'll need to learn the words to that song that the Green Brigade were singing if I come over. It'd be very popular in Madrid. That's fantastic. Thanks everybody for listening and hopefully. I will survive the next 24 hours. <laughs> and uh, Mikey, you enjoy your week. And Dan, thanks a lot, mate. That was brilliant. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Bye-bye.